0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 449 from June 18th of 1997 a Wednesday night show with guests Toad the wet sprocket well Glenn and Randy from the band join them in the studio Adam expresses his love for the band and their music Dr. Drew has an obscure reveal about his triplets and their very first job Adam follows up with producer Ann about trying to book John Popper for the show his appearances would go on to be legendary episodes of the show's canon some of the best so make sure to look forward to those because we have them all just wait Glenn and Randy prove to be very solid guests and contribute nicely to the show it's a very strong episode, with decent calls, and a nice vibe. This is, of course, the first appearance of Toad Wits Brocket, Sprocket, and it's the only known appearance to exist in the archive. It's possible they have a lost episode from 1998 or 1999. We will soon find out. But for now, this is the only one that exists, so enjoy. As per usual, so record in 1997, some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Love 1 800 LOVE 191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One, there as well, and Podcast podcastone.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Hollow and get on. The following
1: it's a podcast1.com production. com production. lov facts number 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board certified physician an addiction medicine specialist. And tonight, our guest is the band Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, make some sort of uh, acknowledgemental grunt or something. Right. Thank you. That could be Drew clapping. Oh. <laughs> it's not. Uh, we have Glenn and uh, Randy here from the band. Uh, tomorrow night, Tom Arnold uh, will be in here. And uh, tonight. <laughs> it's, it's a big draw. Uh, <laughs> Love line is we get all the, all the names, but uh, Tom will be in tomorrow night. And tonight it is Toad. This is a band I've been uh, wanting to have on uh, since I came onto the show uh, over a year and a half ago. Now you, you've heard me. You,
2: you me? I didn't realize it was that important to them. I, mean, I, I believe you. I just right. I'm doing it up a little because the guys <laughs> are sitting <laughs> here <laughs> please It came out of sympathy. No, I mean <laughs> you wouldn't lie. I believe you.
1: No, this is this is my kind of music. Huh. This is a band I like musically. We have a lot of uh, great bands uh, that come in here. Uh, a lot of them are real good, but, uh, and a lot of the guys are real good, but it's not necessarily uh, the music I would sit home and listen to. Uh, Toad is a uh, music I would sit home and listen to. And uh, Coil is the name of their latest CD out uh, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys are starting up on the Horde Is that the next project?
3: yeah on the eleventh uh, I guess we start up
1: uh, we uh, who else is on the horde uh, tour this year i we must have had a few bands in here that were on that, but I can't recall
3: uh what is it neil young Primus uh Knit zippers Ben Folds five big Hit Todd uh Beck sometimes right. morphine morphine
1: and uh is is um what the hell am I trying to think of uh, with John Popper's Blues Traveler
3: on the? On, isn't that their Just tour? Just like a couple dates, yeah. They're finally taking the summer. Uh, I don't know if they're taking the summer off, but uh, they've done it every year for like four years. It something. is their
4: tour. They started it and they run it. But right, since they we get got on the money. bill, they don't want to have anything to do with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, see <laughs> how so that works. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we're looking to get Big John Popper in here, and I know uh, Ann is working on it, but uh, there's... Uh, Ann, what's the deal? I know you told me yesterday, but I can't remember what's going on.
5: They won't be here on the L.A. date. Ah. So I'm trying to figure out when he's going to be in
6: town.
2: Okay. He's, uh, I'm working on it for you. Yeah, I appreciate it, baby. Right. See, I see. Ann, I'm understanding why Adam is so uh, puffed up and expansive tonight. He's actually excited about the band being here. I know he is. <laughs> he's, all, he's all jacked up. Which yeah, is that so is so rare. Well, what happened to you today? Something happened today. Um,
1: I blew myself. Oh. <laughs> no uh, kidding. What kind of answer do you want? I don't know. Are you saw <laughs> a script or something. I You're took always, a, I just, t- uh, t- I took a nap and a uh, healthy uh, BM. And I took a huge power nap, two uh, and a half hours uh, today, uh, and uh, just uh, slept so deeply uh, that I almost drowned in my own drool.
2: <laughs> but you're excited the Toads are out.
1: I, I certainly am, because it's a band I like, and we'll be hearing some stuff uh, off of Coil as the night wears on. But uh, first, uh, a little history. Uh, most people know you guys are from Santa Barbara. Uh, I didn't know everyone knew each other at such an early age.
4: Uh, That's right. Uh, Todd and myself uh, were friends when we were four. Uh, met wow. Dean in junior high school. And we started the band when we met Glenn in high school. And that was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 11 years ago. 11 years. And everyone is
1: still friends. It's all the original members. And you're still living in Santa Barbara.
4: That's mm-hmm. right. It's our first band and our only band. And we're still doing it.
1: And uh, you guys, uh, I'm guessing, all went to the same junior high and high school. And Santa Barbara, they only have one one high school,
4: right? Do
3: they? No, There's there's three. We all went to uh, San Marcos. Unfortunately.
4: All uh, right. Uh, the go, least desirable
3: of the three. Go Beavers.
4: <laughs> go Beavers.
1: All right. So, uh, well, were, no, that was just oh, you guys weren't <laughs> jocks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did letter. I lettered in theater. Really? I was very proud.
1: Uh, they don't have a letter in yes, theater. Yes, they do. What kind of letter they have you in theater? You get a letter.
3: You do enough plays. Uh, we all met. I mean, we, we met in, uh, in our town in Oklahoma. <laughs> Dean got to sing The Farmer and the Cowman. Todd was the stage manager in Oklahoma. Right, I mean, that, in, in our
1: town. That is a sympathy oh, letter, the one they
2: give you in Oklahoma.
4: It's kind of a, doom- <laughs> a dubious what, honor what's,
2: what's the little uh, emblem harder. on the letter? Yeah, you know, there's always some sort of uh, a, a <laughs> so soccer ball. It was plain, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. It was just S-M.
4: <laughs> well, actually, Todd was on the volleyball team. And, and there is a member of, of Toad that actually can He's a dribble a basketball. I imagine volleyball
2: was pretty intense up in Santa Barbara.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. We had the Spikers right. back when D- there
3: was a pro team. Oh, oh, in uh, Santa Barbara? Yeah, Spikers were like the, the best team when in, in the brief. Uh, There's three sure, teams. Are, you, are you glad you got launched <laughs> on the whole volleyball mansion, <laughs> by the way? All right, let's go to the phones.
1: Uh, we'll talk more of the band. Uh, they'll jump in on the calls. And I'll give some uh, horde dates uh, coming up. Here, because uh, the tour starts at least with uh, Toad, July the 11th, and uh, then they go all the way through uh, August 24th, at least according to the paper they handed me. Patricia, 15.
5: Hi. Um, sorry, guys. I'm really nervous. My problem is that I just, I, I don't like anyone. Anytime I'm near anyone, I start not liking them. For any period of time, I start really hating them, and... It's like I can date a guy once, but after that, I just
1: start hating him a lot. and I really want to hurt him. Uh-huh. Uh, should we gamble? All right, we're gambling. A new record. We're gambling six minutes into the show. Uh, guys, uh, did you bring any money?
4: I got a, I got a 20 spot.
1: A 20. Uh, that's, a little, that's a little rich for our blood. We usually uh, work with dollars. Drew, I'm going to need a dollar. No. You. Come on. Can we prepare yourself for You gave service? me a dollar uh, last night, and uh, I gave it back to you. So technically, that's have my dollar. Key. All right. Uh, seriously, there's no change here? No dollars? Uh, is there any management? Uh, Kevin, <laughs> you have any change? All right, we'll do it like prison. Bring your cigarettes in here. Bring some, uh, bring some singles in. I want to uh, gamble with Toad. I have uh, one of my dollars here. Drew, can you make change for a 20? No.
4: I'll write you a cashier's
1: check. Brandy, you have anything smaller than yeah, a 20? Yeah, I can
4: get you something smaller. Our uh, word is good.
1: All right. Well, we got money. Uh, we got money coming into the studio. All right. Here's how the gambling. Yes, this is what I like. This is what the record guys are good for. (laughs) Uh, We only need two, but uh, lay it all out. (laughs) All right, here it is. Four bucks. We got a big pot going. Here's what's going on. Uh, Who were we just talking to, Drew? Uh,
7: Patricia.
1: Uh, Patricia, yes. Uh, Patricia's 15. Patricia, anytime she gets in a relationship, uh, has um, animosity toward the man she's in the relationship with.
2: Rageful, aggressive impulses.
1: Right. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to gamble on her past. What kind of environment did Patricia come from? Where were her folks? Can what go, went on? Who gets to go first? Go ahead. The guests may go first. Randy? Uh, uh,
4: abandonment. That's mm. that's my vote. Okay. All
1: right. Who uh, abandoned by who?
4: Well, the father. Father. Just fine. Okay. 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 Father abandonment. I would
3: Glenn? say, uh, or possibly just, uh, not necessarily abandonment, but uh, maybe just people who didn't get along very well.
1: All uh, right. A little obscure, a little uh, well, nebulous. We would
3: say, okay... Uh, a family not necessarily abusive, but people who tended to be uh, straightforwardly aggressive with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. So she learned by poor example. I would say. All right. So the family was uh, physically aggressive, uh, like dad, uh, smack not even mom? Not physically.
3: I, I, I used to go out with a girl who's uh, you know, her father was alcoholic. And so, like, her idea of love was you get somebody close and then you start telling them they're stupid all the time.
1: Right.
2: Because uh, that's what you do to people you love. All right, so we'll go with uh, verbal aggression. Yes. Just aggression with, without necessarily overt physical aggression. All right. Um, Drew. Go ahead, Adam. Uh Go <laughs> ahead. I'm still thinking. <laughs> um, horrible abuse, physical. May, maybe uh, what Randy's picking up on, maybe even like in a, in a foster setting where a sibling or peers and things abused her physically and sexually.
1: All right. So you have uh, not only uh, physical abuse, but uh, not only at the hands of dad. But uh,
2: possibly uh, at the hands of others, like, like foster. It's yeah, some real, real uh, 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 horribly traumatic environment. It's yeah. pessimistic.
1: Okay, I am going with uh, good old-fashioned fa- uh, alcoholism. Okay, all right, dad's alcoholic and abusive. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oops. Well, damn it. True with your numbers, uh, Patricia. Yeah. Um.
5: Um. The first guy who talked was kind of right. Randy. Yeah, I think so. Um, he, uh, the guy who said that um, my parents weren't, or like, physically abusive, but they're kind of mentally in that they always are telling me I'm messed up and stuff. And um, I don't know. Also, you guys should know it's not only towards people I date; it's towards people I sit next to in math class or
2: something. All right, so like wh- that. It's more than. Alright, so, so it's also yeah. uh, against Asians. So what what happened, to you, Patricia? What besides your parents being aggressive? What else happened?
5: Um. Uh, nothing that I can remember. I mean, I was never a happy child at all. I've always been really depressed and stuff.
1: And okay, so you're never removed from your house? No. Uh, no one ever physically struck you?
5: Well, um, I, don't, I don't know. If my dad, if, if, if you, like, talk back to him, he'll, like, push you into your room or something. But it's not, like, physical. And I, I was spanked as a child, but nothing.
1: Nothing overt. Nothing overt and no uh, sexual abuse. No. Any alcoholism? Come on.
5: I don't
1: think so. Uh, you never saw your dad drinking a beer? No. Oh, for Christ's sake. Sa- this,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, we're giving it to Glenn there because of the uh, verbal abuse.
2: This, this sound, the, your, the, the degree of rage and aggression though, that you manifest really sounds uh, as though this was cultivated in a much more regular way. In other words, that, that some kind of ongoing, either, either early heavy hit or some ongoing sort of escalating abuse or, or, or violence in the home.
5: Well, um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't remember, but I've caught myself, like, almost hitting my sisters or something, and it, it scares me a lot, so I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, something, something's up here. I really wouldn't. I, have, you, have you been seen by a psychiatrist?
5: No, my parents took me to, like, my priest, uh, and he, like, started, like, telling me how being depressed is all evil and stuff. And right. So I didn't
1: go to I, I have That's to. If, if uh, you're there's possessed.
2: Not, now, leave something in the kitty. If there is not anything overtly, uh, it, in other words, your history doesn't fit what you're manifesting right now, then I have to wonder if there's some kind of a biological problem. Could you have what's called a partial complex seizure disorder or some kind of uh, primary, Were you in, did you have any kind of brain injury during childbirth or anything like that?
7: Uh, I
2: so. N- you sure you weren't a premature child or anything of that sort? No. I mean, those are the, uh, you really deserve an evaluation. I mean, this could be something that could be contained. This uh, could be your just,
1: boyfriend deserves uh, you no, deserving these, these an evaluation be, these, as these well. these may
2: have a biological basis and not a psychological basis of these impulses, and, uh, and there might be ways of restraining them chemically. They're possible. Uh, all right. <laughs> Drew, you get so fixated on this, I can't
7: even
1: get out my damn joke. All right. All joke. right relax over there. Oh, it's too late. It already slipped out right. uh, to no applause. All right, Patricia. All right, you know you have a problem. We can't really figure out where it came from. Although, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like you grew up in the greatest of environments, but still, as Drew says, uh, the problem is bigger uh, than the environment you came from. Okay. So you need to go in and get checked out. Maybe you do have an imbalance. Maybe you need uh, some some supplements.
5: All right, thank
8: you. All
1: right, and uh, listen, you know what's going on, so uh, don't act on your impulse.
7: Okay. All right?
1: Okay.
2: All right. Is all right. That, possible? that didn't help. I so was
4: wondering. Don't act <coughs> on
2: your impulse. Well, she has she has been containing her impulses. It sounds like, but uh, you know, we're just reinforcing that she's been able to do that.
1: But I mean, I think uh, this is kind of what separates us uh, from the animals being uh, being able to control our impulses. It takes many years for many people to get a handle on it. But I mean, uh, you know, people have impulses all the time. I mean, you're driving down the freeway, someone cuts you off, y- you want to cut them off, or. Uh, I like to sniff girls' asses. Uh, this is something I'd like to do. Like, when I meet a new woman, I like to sniff her crotch or ass. But I rarely do it because uh, I realize that socially
2: uh, and as a society, we frown upon God, I this type that of behavior. That our staff, all female, never get up from their chair when you're around. That's you're right. Always, always legs things. crossed. Did you please, if you start set again, uh, let me know, all right? <laughs> all right, Drew. Tim, 19.
9: How you doing?
2: Good. Uh, Dr. Drew,
9: I'm really sorry about that bad period you ate and didn't get to go to HF Festival.
1: Oh, yes, you're uh, referring to the stage announcement. Drew, it always gets back to Drew. Adam told me all about it. <laughs> I was at the uh, HFS, and uh, I made up a quick on-the-spot excuse why you uh, did not attend the Washington, D.C. concert.
2: Okay. All right. It, good concert, it usually involves uh, Filipino hookers. Now, this
1: year it involved peyote. Last <laughs> year uh, he was up in his hotel room with eight Filipino hookers. Uh, this oh, year geez. I think you got hold of some bad peyote and were uh, passed out in the Ruka Salt bus. <laughs>
3: mm. Are you in a castaneda phase or something?
1: Uh...
4: Yeah, My
3: problem
9: is that um, I just recently started seeing a girl who is 17, and she has a a two-and-a-half-year-old son. And my family is frowning upon the fact that I want to get involved with a girl with a a two-and-a-half-year-old son. Mm
1: -hmm. So she was pregnant when she was born. Is (laughs) Is that what you're saying?
9: Around that general area, yes.
1: Hold on, hold on, everyone, stay. Where we are. We got another one coming. It's it's like one of those little Russian uh, trinket toys where you keep <laughs> opening them up and the one gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, how is the girl?
9: She's fine with it. I mean, she seems to be very mature and huh. um, she handles it well. She lives with her parents and they help her out. How
2: did How did this happen? The child.
9: Um. Well, sex. Really. It
2: really. Like that. Tim. <laughs> All right, Tim.
9: Um, was, It know. wasn't
2: a rape or it wasn't... Uh... No,
9: she was going out with a guy and he knocked her up and then bailed on her. Mm.
1: And so is he completely out of the picture? Yes. How long have you been with her?
9: Um, I've only been seeing her for like a week or so, but mm. it's like I'm trying to see
1: her. How are long. your folks uh, hip to what you've been doing for the last week?
9: Well, because I talked to them. Really? Good. I mean, if... It, it, I myself am kind of iffy about the fact that I want to get involved with a girl with two and a half year old son. Okay, and
2: that's
1: understandable. With my parents,
2: that's understandable. Uh, do you?
1: Um, are you? Are you? Do you want to step up to the role of papa, or do you? Are you just more interested in um, the girl and and sort of going to see what happens?
9: I'm more interested in the girl and trying to be a dad.
1: Right,
2: but be. Uh be realistic i mean how far can this relationship go there is a child there are you prepared to, to make a connection with the child because it, you know the the child just thinking about the child's needs for a second which are really important here i mean the child needs stable consistent male relationships and anyway. if you're going to be one of the guys that kind of moves in and out of that child's life um uh, you're, you're not you're not doing good uh, if you if you Plan to make a commitment to this woman. You're gonna be around for a while, and, uh, and commit yeah. yourself to the child, and show a consistent role model to a, the child. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to live up to.
1: Uh, let me ask uh, Glenn and Randy here. You guys ever got involved with anybody that uh, had a, had a child before you?
4: Only our wives.
1: And you have uh, kids now.
4: I've been involved with Glenn's wife.
1: Oh, and uh, yeah, and, and she has a she has well,
4: a couple. Right? Yeah. No, we have
3: two. Uh, Randy and Heather have one. That's great. I mean, but. Yeah, it's,
1: um... But no one had stretch marks when you met him. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. It, okay. No. All right. Um, so uh, what my, do you think?
9: I'm wondering if I'm setting myself up for um, a problem. All right.
1: Well, here's the deal, Tim. I mean, uh, as, far as, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, relationships are tough at 19, uh, no matter uh, who you're dating and whether they have a child or not. This uh, adds a degree of difficulty. There's, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, whether you're up to the challenge or not, uh, we don't know. I think I am. All right. Well, then uh, proceed, uh, because I hate to see women ostracized or, or at least you know, thrown on the sort of dating scrap heap because they have a child. It's- Especially
3: because what it takes to decide to have a child at fifteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the easiest choice. It, it shows that she's got a sense of trying to follow through with something and do the work it takes, hopefully. Theoretically and hopefully. Theoretically, I'm saying. (laughs) Theoretically and hopefully. I mean, it depends. I don't, you know, Like he said, don't know either of you, but.
1: Right. So I guess the only advice is is, uh, proceed, but uh, realize that there is a third party here, an impressionable third party. And, and don't jerk anyone around. Make but, sure you're serious about things before you proceed.
4: To me, that's like advice that should go for any relationship. I mean, act responsibly either way. And, right. and you know, pursue it as you want. If you yeah. like it, go for it. If not, don't. don't Absolutely.
1: Katie, 13.
5: Hi, I love you guys.
1: Katie? I oh, don't know. Producer Anne was talking to my ear. What would you say?
5: I love you guys. Oh,
1: we're into you, too. No, no I love you guys. You guys are my
5: sunshine.
1: Jimmy's toad. Oh, Toad. Uh, I'm sorry. Ann was talking.
5: On cloudy days, you guys make me wake up in the morning.
1: Are you talking about Toad?
5: <laughs> you, Drew.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you.
5: No, you don't understand. I love you.
1: Okay. <laughs> We're over it now, though. <laughs> What's going on?
5: no. no. I'm going to California. I want to
1: meet you. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I'll see you at the uh, Arby's, say uh, 1230-ish. What
2: are you doing in California?
5: I'm going with my parents.
2: Really? What are they doing out here? I don't know. There's vacationing? or? Uh,
1: Katie? Uh Uh-oh. Dad got hold of the phone. Um. Uh, I'll tell you, you leave that Corolla boy alone. How many times have I told you? (laughs) All right. Uh, we're going to play uh, something off the uh, Toad the Wets Bracket uh, CD entitled uh, Coil. Uh, first, we'll go to one more call, uh, maybe tease it, and then uh, go to the break. What do you say, Drew? All right. All right. Uh, Josh, 17.
10: Yeah, Adam. How's it going? Josh. they're going real good, Josh. Huh?
1: Go right ahead, Josh. Oh, boy. Right, um, full month. It's huh? a uh, and Ether night. Full, full month.
10: This is my problem. Uh, about a year ago, there's this girl said she kind of liked me and everything and I was really in her too but there were some things about her that my friends didn't like so I kind of played her off and didn't let my feelings show towards her so I guess what I'm looking for is that some suggestions to kind of tell her that I really do like her and a way to like bring her back
1: Hmm. How could he tell her he really likes her without actually telling her he really likes her? What is she into? She have any hobbies?
10: No. It was. It wasn't anything like that. It was. She was kind of. Oh, wasn't wasn't
1: hobby related at all? No. it was no. More okay.
10: her lifestyle. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: Which is marijuana included that? In that uh, Josh. Yeah. You smoke the herb?
10: No, I don't.
1: Oh, you don't. She does. Oh, she does. She has. She has. Okay, it's good. Don't ever smoke pot, Josh. You would. Uh, you would. <laughs> you would grind to a screeching halt. As it is, I'm sure you're. I'm. Uh, hold the phone up to your heart. I think it beats uh, twice a minute. Josh, uh, what do you do, Are You an auctioneer for a living? What is your What is your profession?
10: No, I'm just a little bit nervous.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you you want to show her that you love her, or that you're interested in her? Yeah. Why don't you go tell her?
10: Well, because I kind of already played her off when she when she showed her feelings towards me and said that right. she
1: right, right, like right. I kind of just ditched Good. her. Good. She'll be that much more excited to hear that you've uh, come around. Hey right, Josh. Let, let me talk to her. Where is she?
10: She's at home.
1: Okay. You got her number?
10: Yeah, but she's got a ten o'clock phone curfew.
1: Uh, that's uh, ten a.m. Uh, so we still have another uh, uh, 12 hours or so. At oh,
10: uh, 10 p.m. It's 1.30 over here almost.
1: All right. Let's call her. Come on.
10: She, her parents won't let her on
1: the phone. Uh, love uh, knows no uh, time, time span. Do you understand, Josh?
10: Uh, you haven't met her parents.
1: Okay. All right. Listen. Then just go up to, go up to her and tell her you like her. Tell her you're sorry about the past. You like her now. And uh, let's get uh, it on.
2: Flowers. Take her, nice, take her out on a nice day. All right, uh, Josh. Ma- make it clear that you're interested. That you've changed. Yeah, I'm, I, hire I, a mariachi band. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see how you can get around uh, being vulnerable, and and and, and showing. May, may, maybe you're ashamed that you behaved the way uh, you did. But all right, now forget it. I'm done with Josh.
1: Uh, do do any of it, uh, Show of hands. Anyone care really whether she takes Josh back or not, or uh, whether Josh never asks her out again? What is it with these calls tonight? Full
7: moon.
1: Is it full moon? Yeah. Oh, that's
4: what it is. So Uh, that makes people
1: sleepy? uh, mm, Everything. Let me explain our listeners. Uh, Full moon does not affect uh, people with full function (laughs) uh, because their brain is too powerful. It overcomes uh, the uh, gravitational pull or the tidal uh, command or whatever goes on with the full moon. But our listeners are so marginal that the slightest change in uh, gravitational pull or uh, magnetic pull or whatever the phenomenon is with the full moon throws them uh, into a uh, tailspin. Or the really more, uh, I'm sure, animals. Do animals react more during a full moon I, than I humans? Don't mean, I don't know.
2: Probably. Uh, what about, like, roaches? I mean, animals have all kinds of, uh, you know, cycles built on the moon. Right. They yeah. do things. On the
4: moon. Uh, so do we. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I I have,
2: well...
3: What
4: do you do, Glenn? This is... The, here's
3: uh, a scoop. Uh, well, I, I... No, I don't personally. I know a lot of women who uh, tend to menstruate at the full uh, moon. I'm picking uh, up
1: the cycle, uh, the cycle uh, just, humor myself. Just
3: to say... Um, I'm done.
1: All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break. We're going we're gonna to regroup. I'm going to get a hand in, and we're going to get everyone I beg, fired I up. Uh, like the beginning of a Madonna concert, we're going to put our hands in, and we're going to get our act together. Here. We'll be back with uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. We'll hear something off of uh, the latest CD coil. Mancrates, baby. Mancrates.com. Love these guys. Holiday's coming up. You want to get a nice uh, gift for uh, the Chuck Finley in your life? Get him a catcher's <laughs> mask. They got guys. Well, it's guys stuff love and stuff guys love. Screwed that one up. Beef jerky. Video games, team logos, beer glasses, all put in the uh, wooden crates. Comes a little crowbar. We got them here. The the beef jerky one was devoured immediately. I think Chris Loxamani even ate some of the box. <laughs> because it smelled like jerky you know yeah. he's going on instinct right he has no vision he the just jerky goes jerky button had been pushed he just his goes brain. in there yeah he's he's uh he's he's really uh, he's he's more more rat than animal he really is He's more, he's more in the Rodentia family. It smelled of jerky. He devoured it. can help himself. This wood's not going to kill you anyway. Instinct kicks in. Yep. It's a great gift. And uh, if you know guy, I don't know, bacon lovers, whiskey drinkers, football fans, whatever, custom laser etch. You can put their names in the pint glasses, their favorite teams, personalized coasters, just all the good stuff. Go to mancrates.com if you want a really unique gift. And let's get going. Christmas is coming. Go to Mancrates Adam right now. You get the perfect gift for your guy on the list. That's mancrates.com slash Adam.
11: Hey, I'm two-time survivor Rob Sesternino and host of Rob Has a Podcast right here on Podcast One. I'm breaking down what just happened on reality TV competitions like Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, and more. We're talking with all your favorite players and interviewing the new contestants after they get eliminated about just how badly they screwed everything up. So come on over and talk about reality TV with me on Rob Has a Podcast in the TV and film section here on Podcast One anytime or at least until they vote me out.
7: Chill.
1: Randy Goss and Glenn Phillips are here from Toad the Wet Sprocket. Coil is the name of the uh, CD that's uh, currently out. Uh, one of my favorite bands. They're going out on the uh, Horde Tour starting uh, early, mid-ish uh, July, and we are going to hear something off of the uh, aforementioned CD. This one. Uh, Engineer Mike, are you uh, poised over there? This one is called Come Down. The wet sprocket is here, and uh, I just found out that Drew's uh, kids were. Um, what do you say? They made a snuff film uh, in no, the mid seventies.
2: They, when they were before under the age of six months, they made some commercials for like uh, the Southwest Bell or something. A few commercials. No, were they? Uh, they weren't national spots, or they were uh, regional. Yeah, I can't think. They, I don't think they did any How national. How many spots on. did they do? I can't. It, it was like four or four commercials, maybe something like that.
1: And uh, and the triplets are in high demand because.
2: Because they can only use a child for a certain period of time, yeah, child she, labor laws. you got a girl in there. But when, when they, my, my kids run a six-month, they all looked an awful lot alike. Oh, they are dressed? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, and they made a bunch of money, and it's now in the you bank. You made a bizarre comment that I, w- I would spend their money. That's bizarre. I would spend their money. I would consider that my money. <laughs> uh, first of all... This is uh, the fruit of my loin, and I'm going to eat the fruit.
2: First of all, uh, you, uh, do you have any idea what cost to put to get through college right now? Uh, uh Junior college, no.
1: and I think they pay. I think they pay the families uh, when their kid goes you do to junior anything college.
2: to start a fund for college. Listen, I mean, it's
1: just hellacious. Uh, you don't pay for a kid to go to college. Uh, three, yeah, the hell you don't. If he uh, if he can't get himself a scholarship, either uh, either by the time our kids are academically
2: by the time our kids are in kids? college, you're outvoted. No, I yeah, don't, I don't yeah. yeah. First of all, you would you would take any bullet for your kid. That that's one. And two, by the time our kids are going to be in college, there may not be scholarships. It oh, really? may not be financial aid. There's you don't you know. Well, just as long as a team, I got football teams, somebody scholarships
4: said ten times more. It's going to cost ten times like what it costs right now. I was sitting that's in a, really office, a in a fertility of
2: office reading projected costs of college when I found out <laughs> I was pregnant with triplets. <laughs> really, I, that's what I was doing <laughs> I moments. So the agent. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Really? So uh, the the
1: pittance that Southwest Bell paid you is not even going to buy them a peachy folder in the year two thousand and thirteen. Probably
2: might if if it continues to accrue, it might cover their. One year of like living expenses, right. or something. Or yeah. One year of tuition.
1: They're going to spend it all on um, porno and hash. Right. Uh, I know what they do yeah. in in college. Believe me. Thank God I never went to this thing called college. Uh, Jennifer, fifteen. Hi, Adam. Hey, Hi
9: Dr. what's up, you guys? Jennifer so the "What's
12: Rocket?" Hey, hello. Um, first up I want to say um, to the guys from Toad, I really like that song "Something's <laughs> Always Wrong" from your last album.
13: Thank
12: you. I really like that
1: song. Was that on the last album?
12: Yeah, I think it was
3: on the last, yeah, was, last I, album. Yeah, it's
1: proper album. She's right. Well, it's, it's it seems like a song that's been around longer.
3: Three years. Three years?
12: Yeah, because yeah. I remember
3: I was. I thought to you that said that, your like, last album came out a year and a half ago. The last that was the B side. That wasn't a proper album. That was the uh, B sides uh, album. All right. So all right. So we're part. so everyone's right.
1: <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah.
12: Um. The problem is, I have my best friend. She's the same age as I am. She's fifteen, and she met this guy. He's nineteen, and um, she just recently got taken off of um, an antidepressant I'm not sure which one she did she did yeah and um, what's pretty much going on is since she's been taken off these antidepressants she's been pretty much making bad decisions like who to hang you know bad people to hang out with you know of course they're the quote unquote bad people that she likes to hang out with Um, she never really rebelled against her parents before this and she met this guy who's 19 and he's been convincing her to take drugs and have sex and all that stuff, and, I mean, you know, before I, before I met her, everyone was like, man, she was so good, you know? And then all right, you
1: know, so what, what's your question?
12: I was wondering, um, is that true that if you're taking off an antidepressant, it can make you, you know, make wrong decisions?
2: Well, being depressed, be being de- people like to feel good, and if you're feeling bad, you may do things in a desperate way to try to make yourself feel better. And uh, addicts typically do this. They're they're the, they're the group of people who are biologically most prone to do this. They will seek thrill or sex or of all all kinds of distractions and escapes to try to feel better if they're feeling bad. Uh, normies, so to speak, do that to a lesser extent, but they can do the same thing. And it looks like bad decisions. It's just some attempt to try to assuage some some feelings. And it also tends to be an acting out of whatever problems or whatever dynamic issues that are there that, that lead to the depression of the first place. Right, we picked uh, right up where we left off with the phone calls. We have a uh, third-party right. Prozac call. Right. No, by the way, no, no more... Right. No more. Is Anne in there? I can't see. Um, D- Lisa. No more second-party calls. Unless you want to. Don't worry.
1: Right, unless uh, somebody has something uh, wedged in their ass. In that case, uh, we will uh, make an exception. Uh, all agreed?
3: Necessity.
1: Right. Uh, it requires it. All right, Drew, stop waving around. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's just uh, sell the hell out of this call and go into break. Dave, 14. Hello? Hey. I
9: just want to say, Dr. Drew, you rule. Thank you. And uh, I got a question for you. Mm. Sometimes when I masturbate, after I eject, I get really bad headaches, and I want to know if that's bad or normal.
4: Now, this is a good call. Yes.
1: Now, this is what I'm talking about. Finally, uh, somebody with uh, uh, cranium uh, crushing headaches after they masturbate. Uh, Is it because you smacked your head on the uh, tile in the shower? No.
2: No. Drew, what is that about? Uh, There are benign, I forget even the name they have coined for this, but there's a benign syndrome associated, meaning a non-harmful syndrome associated with headaches following climax. I, I worry about, I mean, if I were taking care of somebody that came in with that complaint, I'd look into it pretty carefully just to make sure it's not something more serious.
9: It doesn't happen all the time.
2: It I, I understand, the and, and there is a common and, and non-harmful or benign condition. Uh, uh, it's called benign, you know, orgasmic headaches or something. And, mm. and uh, I forget the name. You remember the name of it? Yeah, no, I've had this. I've suffered uh, from this for years, although so there's Whoa. a little twist. If I
1: masturbate into ice cream too quickly, <laughs> I get a headache. <laughs> Uh, Don't you love the look on Drew's face right now? He's trying to process. Uh, He's going through all the texts he's read over the years. (laughs) Uh, Ice ice cream? uh, What the hell is he talking about? Uh,
2: so, Dave, it's probably nothing to be alarmed about. <laughs> Do you see
1: what I have to deal with every <laughs> but, night? Do you but, see what my audience is? This is my audience.
2: It's a good idea if you were to see a neurologist or a generalist just to check it out. There right. are other things that could be more serious. All right.
1: We're going to uh, take the break to explain uh, the joke to Drew. And uh, when we come back, uh, Drew will apologize. And we'll be back with more Toad the Wet Sprocket after this.
14: Hey everybody! It's Kathy Lee Gifford, and this week on Kathy Lee and Company, Regis Philbin. That's right.
11: A, a podcast? I don't have a computer. I don't have a tweeter. I have nothing. A tweeter? What are we doing here? <laughs> Kathy Lee and Company.
14: Hoda woman coffee oh, herself. Not Dateline Hoda, but Happy Hour what Hoda. Is she talking about your mother had a little problem
4: with that at my the beginning. Like, oh, the drinking is not good.
14: My friends think you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Hear them both on Kathy Lee and Company at podcast1.com. That's podcast o n e.
1: Love Line with Randy Gus and Glenn Phillips, both from Toad the to Wet Sprocket, the happy band, uh, the family band, uh, the band that uh, lives uh, in Santa Barbara, breathes the salt air, uh, wears sandals, um, eats a little tofu. Uh, everyone loves each other. There's no jealousy. Uh, people are proud of their uh, kids, and uh, none of their wives had kids before they met them. That's right. True. This is uh, you
3: know
4: quite and
1: refreshing, and, and despite all of these obstacles, uh, manage your rock and roll.
4: How <laughs> okay. do you do it? Right, enough for you, anyway. See, when you started explaining how much you like this, you just threw your credibility out the window. I want you to understand
2: <laughs> he, that. He, 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 no. They have to say that you're that, or they just lost a whole bunch of listeners.
4: Uh, <laughs> that's why you're getting all always- uh,
1: I I like this band because it uh it uh, the lyrics are smart uh the melodies uh work it's uh they can they can rock when they want uh they can um, sing a ballad if they need to and it's just uh, a very clean uh sounding music very uh very crisp and uh I've not seen you guys uh, in person, Uh, I have seen, I have heard you guys uh, play many times on other radio stations, uh, apparently stations that you uh, put more stock into than this one because you (laughs) brought your instruments, and uh, it sounds as if they're playing the CD. They sound uh, that good in an acoustic Mm -hmm. setting.
4: That's very kind.
1: Uh, well, uh, that's the How way
4: much I feel. Is Chris By the way, we listen to you know. Yeah, if you'd like to say anything about the show, uh, <laughs> now's <since laughs> the time. You guys, you're both really good, and I don't know. <laughs> Sounds I can
2: like David Spade. That was nice. <laughs>
3: Thank you very much. You sound exactly like
4: a person talking on the radio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you, Ken. Uh, hey guys,
1: you're 22.
15: 22. Yes. Yes. Uh, I hope this doesn't make any bad radio. I don't actually have a question. I just thought this might be my only chance to talk to Toad. And I just wanted to tell you guys that, man, I mean, I've just never had any music move me as much as uh, as your music does. It's kind of like, your, your music has been sort of like the soundtrack of my life, and I just thought I'd have the chance to tell you that. It was like in high school, like, drinking beer and finding chicks was like the bread and circus days, and then Had a Steady Girl, and that was like the pale days, and then we broke up, and I would lock myself in the room and listen to Fear, and then, uh, you know, we get back together, and I'm getting engaged, and that's like the coil days. And that's I have Too <laughs> many records for this
4: story, Ken. <laughs> I'm the same way with fog hat, uh, by the way. <laughs> you know, we did. But I'm this, a little older. We did this uh, show once before, and uh, we got that's the, very nice, Kim. But we got one call last time, and the the girlfriend calls up and says, uh, "Yeah, you guys are are really good." Or my, my boyfriend thinks you guys are really good, and uh, he's a real big fan. Okay, my question is, my boyfriend likes it when I stick my pinky in his urethra. Oh. <laughs> It was like, oh great, the only call. Yeah, yeah. we usually we get those too. Oh, uh, Adam, you're
1: god. I think you're a genius. Uh, anyway, um, I got a hold of some bad acid uh, <laughs> earlier today, and I'm tripping pretty good. <laughs> my, my probation officers come by the house. All right, so uh, Ken. Yeah, that's
9: yeah, that's
15: really the extent of my call. I just wanted to just tell you guys. I've never had, you know, I've see, I've made the trek out to see you probably like six or seven times with some, some friends, and they all love you as well, but. Just wanted you guys to
1: know that you're great. Thanks. Ken. Thank you. Thanks, uh, but they're well aware of that. As a matter of fact, we spent the entire break with them talking about how great they were. So, mm-hmm. uh, Drew, you were privy to that, oh, weren't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. No, actually, uh, Glenn had some notes on my uh, comedic delivery. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he uh, he, did, he doesn't think I'm bad. He just uh, he he. I think Glenn looks at me as. Uh, is is like a stock car that he could tweak just a little bit just to get shave a few a uh, few seconds off the uh, lap time it's
3: called electroshock treatment <laughs> I was-
1: christine yes hey you're 22 do and on with toad the wet sprocket
13: hi i have a question for dr drew mm-hmm. um i started lactating a few weeks ago and i went to my doctor and she um took some blood And tested for thyroid and prolactin level.
2: Those would be the two things to test for.
13: Yeah, and she told me that I came back with an elevated prolactin level, but it was only slightly elevated, Mm. and I was wondering how that happens.
2: Uh,. It, it goes it, up, right? Well, but here, a oh. couple things. I right. mean, uh, it, there can be little tumors in the in the pituitary gland that are prolactin secreting tumors. That that is a common condition. So, did she ask you to get an MRI of the head?
13: Um. Well, she said that she wanted to test my blood again to make sure that to it was, was still it elevated. Okay. Where's
1: the, the pituitary mind? gland? I yeah. thought it was in your neck. No, it's right in the middle, way down. Yeah. I your think neck. every gland is in your neck. How come the whenever neck.
2: they're going for the glands, they always go right for the neck? Thyroids in the neck. Um, but medication is actually the most common reason for this. Mm-hmm. Are you on any medications? No. Uh, I think heroin can do this, right? Because it it can suppress your periods and prolactin levels can go up. Uh, do you, you use any drugs Chasing or the
1: dragon, uh, Christine? No. Nope. Uh,
2: no. And uh, no birth control pill? Mm-mm. Nothing. No medicines. Nothing. No medicines. Uh, and you had a pregnancy test also? Yeah. Okay, and the thyroid was okay as well.
13: Yeah, the thyroid was good. How uh, much?
2: Uh, and, uh, stimulating the breast sometimes does this for some women. Actually, manual—you know—some kind of any kind of stimulation of the nipple can can do this.
13: Is mm-hmm. so uh, you something a baby? To be worried about
2: it, it is something to be to take very seriously, uh, particularly if the prolactin level is up. That yeah. needs to be investigated thoroughly. Glenn
1: asked uh, if you have a baby. No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, is there any stimulation of the breast going on? Nope. Would you like them to be stimulated? Yep. All right. I got a free foot.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, how much is coming out of
2: there, Christine? Not much. All right. Is, uh, is, it, is it normal for both some just What? Bo- both or one side?
7: Both.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a common thing. It's a common medical problem. And the most common thing would be thyroid or prolactin-secreting tumors. Okay. And medication. I beg your pardon. Medication is the most common thing by far. Like
13: what kind of medication
2: would do this? Uh Most commonly, sort of psychiatric medication. Things called neuroleptics, oh. uh, uh, antidepressants. Sometimes. All right. So what should she do? Follow up with your doctor. Okay. Finish the workup. Get an MRI. Okay. Okay.
13: And Adam, uh. I think you're really
2: hot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So hey, right I-
13: back on MTV. What's that? When are you guys coming back on MTV? I think
1: we're on MTV.
13: I know now, but the repeats.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, you caught on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the jig's up. Uh, Adam's got a four foot Afro. Uh, who knew? Drew's two hundred eighty pounds. Uh, <clears throat> and we got Millie Vanilli on uh, oh, tonight. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, uh, I do think we're like in September or something. Yeah, a few weeks we'll be. They got to save you. up more money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, do you lactate when you watch me? <laughs> no. Nope. All right. Uh, Let's we'll see what you can work up. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Oh, very sharp. Uh, John, seventeen.
6: Uh, yeah. Adam, I think you're really hot too. <laughs> uh. All
1: right. Where are you uh, lactating I- out of, John?
6: <laughs> uh, my question is, uh, for, like, I've been sexually active for probably like a year and a half, and uh, ever since, like, like the very first time, like every time, like I penetrate. I just, like, come, like, bam. And at first, I was just like, you know, it's probably, like, because I'm unfamiliar. Like, you know, I've heard you guys say it's because it's, like, you're unfamiliar or something. But, uh...
1: Un, uh you've heard us like, say you're unfamiliar?
6: No, it's, like, unfamiliar territory or something.
1: Um, you
2: get used to it or something. All right, whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll, you, 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 you the, the older you get, the more you hate women. And uh, so it, it tends to prolong this the uh, the ejaculate. All right,
6: but anyways, uh, like, lately it's been, like... Like even like masturbating or oral sex or anything before that'd be like no problem.
2: What do you mean no problem?
6: If you like, I would I would like I could like go for a while you know, mm. like even like on oral sex or whatever. And I thought it might be like you know switch switch partners or something. And it's just gotten worse. Okay,
1: you, you know it's great um, when uh, whenever a guy, especially hold on, John, we're gonna talk about you. Whenever a young guy calls in and talks about any kind of uh, problem with the penis, uh, either erectile dysfunction or um, premature ejaculation, uh, you know who I always feel like? I feel like uh, like it's uh, 1943, and we're Americans sitting in some radio hut trying to decipher Japanese code uh, because they'll always speak in code when it comes to the dysfunction of their own penis. Uh, you know, So it's like, yeah, there's a little problem downstairs. Um... <laughs> I get in, but uh, I don't get out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, before there was no problem. You know, like if she went down there, but now if I go down, uh, it goes up and then it, you know, comes out. And uh, so, uh, can you help me? Uh, is, is it a problem with the car? I, w- I wasn't. I, I'm not clear. What was his problem? Premature. Premature. But they'll never th- just
2: come out and say it. In spite of uh, throughout his whole sexual career.
1: Okay, and even when you masturbate, John. Lately, okay. yeah. yeah, but that, let, me, let me explain uh, some of the goals of masturbation, because I have them posted <laughs> on my headboard. Uh, <laughs> premature ejaculation is uh, just efficiency when it comes to masturbation.
6: Yeah, but, like, when I'm starting to think about it now, and I'm, like, trying to, you know, trying to, because that's, like, the main thing with the girl, you know?
1: Right, right. Is and so even when she uh, helps you orally, they're still...
6: Lately. Lately. It never used to be like that at all.
1: Right. You're 17.
6: I'm actually,
1: not as you say, 17, and 19. Oh, you're 19. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a steady girlfriend? Uh, no, not
6: no more.
1: No. Uh, that didn't help <laughs> uh, <laughs> Same problem with her. Oh,
6: yeah.
1: hmm And uh, how long are you good for? Or, is it, or can that kind of time be measured? <gasps> through,
6: through Not long at
1: all. All right. So we don't have the instrumentation to measure that kind of time. Uh, what can he do? Glenn, uh, Randy, uh, ever any problem? Uh, Glenn, you have two kids, I'm guessing.
3: Uh, Glenn, you're, you're
4: turning red. Uh, both very... I,
3: I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, one thing, you can possibly condition yourself. Do you masturbate a lot? Uh, not not
6: okay. too much anymore. No.
3: Oh, well, forget it. I don't know. When I got really compulsive about masturbating, and you can condition yourself to really go hair-trigger, right. and that can carry over... Right, right. You become,
1: uh, it is like, it's like you grow up in an orphanage and you learn to eat fast. Because someone's (laughs) going to grab food off your your plate. And then uh, 20 years later, you're sitting in a, you know, four-star restaurant and you've just inhaled a uh, breadstick because you're conditioned uh, to do that. Uh, I think Glenn is right, John. When you masturbate, uh, take some time for yourself. Uh, Put on something frilly. Uh, surprise yourself at the door. Uh, take it slow. You know what I'm saying? Don't go right for the junk. How about uh, your bullet pet yourself a little bit. Your old bullet from the chamber. I oh, yes, yes. Okay. We'll go with my standby uh, answer here. Uh, <laughs> before you get into uh, a sexual situation, um, have yourself. Uh, remove a bullet from the chamber so the gun does not go off uh, prematurely. And number two, uh, get the uh, poster of the Hayvern guy and uh, put it at the foot of the bed. This is going to add, I've documented this, it adds uh, between 18 and 22 minutes uh, to the average lovemaking experience. (laughs) So
4: that's 19 minutes to
1: you. (laughs) Where is that snare drum, Engineer Mike, please? All right, when we come back, uh, more with uh, Toad, uh, more with Drew, and you. All after this. Mancrates, baby, mancrates.com. Love these guys. Holiday's coming up. You want to get a nice uh, gift for uh, the Chuck Finley in your life? <laughs> get him a catcher's <laughs> mask. They got guys, well, it's guys stuff love and stuff guys love. Screwed that one up. Beef jerky, they got video games, they got team logos, beer glasses, all put in the uh, wooden crates. Comes a little crowbar. We got them here. The the beef jerky one was devoured immediately. I think Chris Loxamani even ate some of the box. <laughs> 'Cause it smelled like jerky, you know. Yeah. He was going on instinct. Right. He has no vision. He the just jerky goes button had been pushed. He in just his goes brain. in there. Yeah. He's he's uh he's he's really uh he's he's more more rat than animal he really is. He's more He's more in the rodentia family. It smelled of jerky. He devoured it. Can't help himself. This wood's not going to kill you anyway. Instinct
10: kicks in.
1: Yeah, it's a great gift. And uh, if you know guy, I don't know, the bacon lovers, whiskey drinkers, football fans, whatever, custom laser etch. You can put their names in the pint glasses, their favorite teams, personalized coasters, just all the good stuff. Go to mancrates.com if you want a really unique gift. And let's get going. Christmas is coming. Go to mancrates slash Adam right now. You get the perfect gift for your guy on the list. That's mancrates.com slash Adam. Dr. Drew Raining Glenn from Toad the Wet Sprocket Coil is the name of the latest effort from that band. And we will be back to tackle your difficult uh, love-related questions in 10 seconds.
9: This is Love
6: Live on Radio Station. FM, Pasadena, Los
1: Angeles.
8: The world famous K Rock.
1: There you go. Better late than ever. We're back with uh, Randy Gus and Glenn Phillips from Toad the Wet Sprocket. We'll be uh, hearing uh, something else off of coil as uh, the night wears on. Phone number for Loveline 1 800 LOVE 191. Fax number 310 854. 4455, Tom
2: Arnold, uh, in tomorrow night. Drew? Uh, Look at this fax. Look yes, at this. yes, this uh, please, read that fax. Adam, this is from mm. the local CBS affiliate here in Los Angeles. I spotted you today at, what's that, Fabulous? Uh, a fabulous, I guess. Fabulous. I think it's a restaurant. <laughs> it's not Fabulous. It's not? That's Listen, I say I f-
1: Listen, I see Fab you on the front. It's lust. Okay, that's well, it. Right.
2: Our eyes met, and I thought, wow, he's attractive, but I didn't have the courage to talk to you. I'm kicking myself right now. I realize this is a long shot, Adam, but I hope this note reaches you. I've listened to your show and was imagining what you would suggest I do in this situation. My friend is hosting a large party Saturday night. If you're free, would you We'd love to see you there? This is uh, this yes. is
1: big time radio. This is yes. what it happens. She's a production
2: manager over there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe she could uh, get me in. Listen, yeah. I'll have uh, sex with anybody if it means a uh, gig on tabula or
2: something. I see. I
1: see. And uh, apparently, this woman. And, but it's kind of funny because uh, uh, she says I spotted you today uh, having lunch. Our eyes met. Uh, I have no idea who who's <laughs> sent this it's very uh it's uh Going very sad it in your mind, trying
4: to remember who was there,
2: but yeah. you were at that restaurant I was at that yeah. restaurant, right. so your eyes obviously mad.
3: yeah, but you know I,
1: uh, he, I he
2: always has that vacant look though uh <laughs> whatever her name is it really is hard to meet people in l a isn't it
1: well uh it can be, but um Thanks to the uh, fax technology, it's getting a little bit easier. Yeah, I, uh, I have this thing where uh, I can look straight at somebody and be thinking about something else and uh, be looking at uh, a kaleidoscope of naked women. And this is something I learned through having like, a lot of horrible jobs in my life. Uh, like when you're getting chewed out by the manager of the mcdonald's and you're staring him straight in the eye but really uh... in your mind uh, there's uh... some uh... monty python sketch is going off on a loop uh, in your head and you don't even hear a word he says uh, but it's important uh, to look people in the eyes. so uh... Did i guess the home phone number there? uh... There no go. Uh, home him. number well, that's there us. That's us. well i don't know we'll uh... we'll look into this uh, there's at least a work number and i uh, hey, i'm flattered uh... Uh, next time, uh, come up and talk to me. There you go. Hell, buy me lunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Toad is here, and uh, we're talking to Tiffany, 28.
7: Hi. Hey.
1: How
14: are you guys doing? Good. Great. Um, I have a problem, and it's kind of been bugging me for about a week or so. Mm-hmm. I have a 7-year-old girl in a daycare class who has been molested. Mm. I don't know who, you know, did it. Um, she's starting to act out in class. And she's starting to talk to other kids about things that have happened to her. Oh, my. And my whole thing is just that I don't want it to affect other kids.
2: Well, these kids do affect other kids. I mean, they often act out sexually on other kids.
14: Well, see, and that's the problem that I'm having now is that I'm having a real bad time keeping her away from the boys.
2: What does she do with them?
14: Well, she's, you know... (sighs) She's, you know, doing things like lifting up her shirt, and, you yeah. know, she's... Well,
2: it's so sad. I mean, the, pre- the premature sexualization of children is one of the most traumatic things we can do to and kids. And
1: not only uh, do they have trouble staying away from other people, but later on in
2: life, other people have trouble staying away from them. Right. They become the victims. Right. Later in life. and But the, but if she is able to uh, victimize, uh, she will. That's yeah. all she knows. Uh, she's just... Uh, well, if someone,
14: you, you know, if we kind of follow her around and make sure she's not alone. She you've
2: got go to the do that. You've got to do she doesn't that. She do
14: things like that. How, so do you, how, it, how
1: do
2: you know what happened to her?
14: It's in her file to kind of keep an eye on her because of things that have happened.
2: Keep, keep um, I'll tell you what, keep a lot of containment and a lot of behavioral uh, sort of techniques at hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, help her contain herself.
14: Right. Look Is upon it that way. I can do to help her
2: I don't expect to be able to talk about it. I mean, give her every opportunity to talk about her feelings, but create consequences for behaviors. Use behavioral techniques.
14: Well, I mean, you know, the most that I can do is if she starts acting out, I can send her, you know, to sit down and
2: she'll but down but for do it, 30 minutes, but, but. but do it very consistently. H- look upon it as helping her contain herself. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or angry you weren't doing your job a few minutes ago. You should have stepped in earlier and helped her contain the, the actions.
14: Right. Well, okay. I try and keep pretty good, you know, tabs on everyone. Is... You
2: know, uh, and
14: it's just one of those things... It's hard. I just, I feel bad because I don't want her. And, you know, she's been vocalizing to other kids.
7: they mm. are telling
14: home. They're telling their mom, well, you know, she's good.
7: Uh, uh, and my
14: whole thing is just that... <laughs> There's, you know, I feel kind of like there's nothing I can do to help her.
3: Um, Is she and, getting you know, counseling? Is she what? Is she getting counseling? I mean, it was on that, her files.
14: I don't know. A family now, uh, and from there, it's kind of one of those
2: things. At age seven, it's a very hard thing to do. But, uh, again, but I But you're think, assuming she's out of harm's way now, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am. I, just, oh, I don't they, they don't have any form of counseling
2: for seven-year-old. They do. Who's been they do. This? Oh yes, you can. But uh, but you know, it's not going to do that much. It Takes years and years and years. And really, what now th- this person needs to focus on is helping. I think helping her contain her behaviors. Right,
14: but I mean, you know, my whole thing is just that she's with a foster family. I don't know if they're you know, equipped to handle what she's, you know, doing or, uh, you know, just because if she goes home and she's doing it with, you know, there's other kids around and she's, you know, vocalizing and showing and, you know, acting out. She'll get she's hurt. she's not getting in trouble for it there. And then she comes to school and she tries to do it. And my whole thing is just that,
2: Well, why don't is you it talk... it appropriate can-
14: to talk to the foster family uh, and tell them that oh, you know, I, I, I would, out of control?
10: I and, would
2: absolutely think so. My goodness. I mean, uh, no. I mean, you know... Let's not be afraid about hurting other people's feelings. I well, know,
14: and it's one of those things where we've been discussing it, but I think it's just that everyone is kind of, well, you know, no mm. one really wants to talk about it. Why
1: not? I, parents, well, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, it's uncomfortable, here, Drew, yeah. and uh, people think they're overstepping their boundaries right. or something like that. Uh, right, I, and I, everyone's that's... afraid, well,
14: you know, this is just a step-parent, and, um, you know, they're just kind of there, you know, or a foster parent, you know. They're just there to kind of keep an eye on the kid. And uh, I'm
2: it. sorry, but I think... Uh, if we, if we as a society take that position, we are doing these children a grave disservice. And uh, I think it's BS. I think uh, you, people got to put their narcissistic needs aside and, and make decisions based on the child's needs. Right. Now, if you're afraid that the parents are going to get defensive, screw the parents. If they have a child that needs help, needs help. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I just, uh, uh, you know, I want to back
1: you up. Okay. I actually want to hold you at I'm that point <laughs> <laughs> Drew doesn't uh, and you guys have kids uh, too right so mm-hmm. everybody uh, it's funny I can see the posture change uh, but there's a distinct posture change between people who have kids and people who don't have kids whenever uh, these sort of horrible uh, child related issues arise because uh, any good parent is going to naturally um, sort of uh, take whatever the problem is and apply it toward their child and one of those you know god forbid kind of things uh, me, uh, I my children is I don't really have children. Uh, I like to think of my pornography collection as my <laughs> as my children. Uh, too many to name, but uh, I don't get the same uncomfortable feeling. I just get anger at the person who uh, the acted out it, yeah. uh, on the child. I I cannot. For the life of me, figure out this impulse uh, that so many people seem to have, which is to uh, sexualize, uh, you know, a four-year-old. I, I just, I just can't imagine it. Uh, and you know what I think it is. Uh, I'm no sociologist here, but um, I play one on the radio. <laughs> A lot of guys, a lot of screwed-up guys... I mean, this is, you know... I don't know what these numbers are, but it's 90% guys uh, doing this, victimizing these people. And guys are... uh <clears throat> screwed up guys sexually have these fantasies about uh, making themselves invisible so they can go into the kids' uh, girls' locker room or what have you. And I think this is like a um, a free shot at sex uh, without uh, without anyone stopping them and without anybody telling on them as far as they can, as far uh, as they the, go.
2: The, the, w- the ones I've spoken to seems to be sort of two. Again, I've spoken to a lot of these people, but it's sort of two sort of camps. One is uh, overt uh, indignation that anybody should see anything wrong with this because it happened to me, and look, I'm fine, and I can go do it on other kids. There is that. That's camp which, pedophile one? Which is pathetic.
7: Right. Like uh,
2: an Yes, exactly. No. Yes, that's, a, that's that. There is that camp out there. And right. the other is, uh, and this is the more common thing I've heard, is these people that get these very warm feelings about kids, they need to rescue them, and they're going to consume them, and they're going to save them from these bad parents or bad whomever. And in the process of this rescuing, they develop this sexual thing that even they're surprised by. And it just, they can't contain it. They there can't goes. separate affection yeah,
1: they, and sex. Oh, it's... Ugh. My uh, sexual uh, wheelhouse uh, is between like, uh, tw- I'd say like 22 and uh, 32. Those, uh, those are the only people I look at sexually. I hope your wife never... Uh Grows up. I, I'll I'll raise my wheelhouse uh, when my uh, wife, if I if I get a wife, uh, turns thirty three. But I'm saying I, I don't trust the guys. Uh, I was uh, had a guy uh, working over at the house today, and uh, he said, uh, "Oh my God, there's a great magazine he wanted to bring over because we're trying to arrange a porn swap." Uh, <laughs> get I, me in on it. I, I know it sounds bizarre, but this is I, everyone should do this. Uh, you have a big batch of porn, uh, which to you has become passe. Uh, you've seen it a million times. Uh, there's nothing new. It's all been gone over a million times. Uh, <laughs> there's another guy down the street who has his own batch of porn, which to you is a, a new and a delightful experience, and a- as uh, what your porn collection uh, would be to him. And what you do is you arrange a porn swap. Uh, you don't put it in a big bag uh, labeled porn. You put it in a brown shopping bag, and you have a swap. Well, this guy, uh, about 10 years ago, I, we went for a porn swap because he used to work at a dales jr and he stole a lot of uh, magazines um this time we're trying to arrange a little swap and he wanted to bring over something called uh aged to perfection uh this uh basically was uh women uh i think uh bella abzug was uh naked in in one of these these were women in their 70s uh having sex with young studs i i said uh no <laughs> I'm not trading for this. You don't that. You not get one of mine. It's really great when a fight breaks out during the porn where <laughs> You get indignant. Please, uh, what do you take me for? I slapped him with a uh, white glove. So uh, I would not go for age uh, to perfection. I do not want to uh, see women uh, that are contemporaries of my grandmother uh, getting uh, nailed by Ron Jeremy uh, uh, in the back of some van. I'm not into the novelty section. I I, I like it straight. Am I right? Yeah, you are. Uh, thank, right. thank, right. thank you, Joe. Uh Byron, 28.
16: How's it going? Good. Listen to you guys. Uh, well, ever since I've moved to Salt Lake and finally decided since I had a chance and phone was working properly with all the construction working around, I'd call and run my problem by you.
1: All right. Well, thanks for uh, qualifying that, Brian. Byron.
16: I am insatiable as far as sex goes. I mean I can I'm like a woman as far as orgasms go. I can have a bust a nut and just be right ready to go back into the saddle again. Uh, multiple partners I mean, I could go through probably three a day.
1: Well, then uh Salt Lake is a city for you, uh, uh, <laughs> you
16: know, I actually, you've come home finally. I actually moved here from uh, Helena, Montana just for that reason because you know Utah's got some very beautiful women,
1: right. And then you got the whole polygamy thing working for you over there.
16: I was just wondering if you guys could, like, hit me to... Are there classes for people like this? Because I'm starting yes. to get worried.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lamaze, not, I think,
2: uh, is where you're ultimately going to end uh, up. Yeah, Essay. Texaholics Anonymous.
16: And, and they and they do offer things like that. That's not a, just a story that's on. Oh, no.
2: The big book, Essay Big Book, is really quite good. It's, it's uh, an interesting study, an interesting series of... Uh, anecdotes and uh, advice for people that have this sort of problem and it, you find that when you really get into the process of recovery from this kind of compulsion uh, aggression issues of aggression tend to be very prominent uh, you know
16: and, and and somebody did tell me that too they said that that it's that's a masking tool for my anger
2: yep it tends to be but it, you're a million miles away from it now so it's something not something you can even think about
16: no do you think that if i get help with with the sex that the anger is going to be an issue
2: well, but you have to get help in such a way that the anger is is expressed and worked through in a healthy way. Huh. And SA is a very good program for that. Not SAA and not uh, SCA. SA.
4: It sounds like a great place to meet chicks. Right. Are
1: you looking to score there, no, Byron? Or no, are you looking to get help?
16: No, I'm. I'm actually looking to get help because you it, know, it, sometimes I find myself getting preoccupied with where I'm going to go out to look for you know some strange.
2: And in- an individual therapist would be. Uh, Mike, do you keep turning my microphone off?
16: No, there's something going on. Yeah, in yours I, does this
2: too. You keep you keep adjusting your headset. It's not. It's the microphone. Oh, it's the mic. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, but uh, individual therapy also would also be useful to you. So, no. uh, is, do you do you think
16: this is a common problem with? Yes. With, is it really? Mm-hmm. It's
2: I, you. It's most co- the most common compulsive is in the family history of alcoholism, then it really is a true addiction and it has progression. It's a big mess. Hmm. Uh, But there can be sexual compulsions that are separate from addiction uh, that also respond to traditional therapy.
16: I don't don't go like way overboard with dudes and all that kind of stuff. But
2: it's bothering you. It's having consequences. You need to do something. Exactly. I had more questions for Byron. All right, go ahead. Ask him. I was, You're just, always cutting my, I was just my saying that because you hung up. Uh, Byron,
1: I really, I'm tongue-tied. I have nothing to say.
16: Nothing to say.
1: No, I was um, kidding. Uh, do you have a girlfriend?
16: Uh, no, because, you know, I, usually with when I get with somebody, I let them know pretty much straight up what where the bear in the woods. I don't have any kids. I think the longest relationship I ever had was like a year back when I was like 20. You know, it's just, I have a job that keeps me working really long hours, and, and I devote, you know myself to work and then i come home i'm i'm the freak monster and i like to do my thing and you know i most of the time it's not with the same girl more than like three times and right i'm just i'm it's getting pretty bad you know i'm 28 I'd
1: all right well it's uh, enough of this nope. you go to essay i will all right uh did they uh what do you do look it up in the phone uh, phone book
2: or you can just call AA. AA can refer you.
1: And do they have, uh, is it done at like a church or a house? Sometimes? Or do they have just separate booths? Like, um, okay. <laughs> you know, they took the doors off the booths at the place uh, in
2: North Hollywood I used to go to. You used to go to. Please yeah, don't. You it's don't been a, a long time. You know they don't have doors. Uh, word gets around. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> know, I really comedics. do not want another Pee Wee Herman story. <laughs>
1: If I was caught masturbating in public, it wouldn't, make, it wouldn't be news. That's right. It's not going to ruin your career. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I might destroy some carbon, but it's not going to ruin a career. All right. Uh, I, I, but I swear, wait a minute, I want to I talk about this. Uh, I was uh, with uh, one of my old buddies, who uh, the guy who just got the uh, home alert beacon taken off his ankle. Oh, he's been released. Yes, my best uh, oldest buddy is now off of, um, of ho- house arrest. So uh, we're out uh, celebrating, uh, buying <laughs> molding in North Hollywood, and we're driving uh, back down Lancashire, home of uh, the old Star Garden and Venus Fair, uh, just a stone's throw away from each other, and we were uh, recanting old stories about uh, going into Star Garden and uh, Venus Fair, and... Uh they have these, uh, you know, those peep things, uh, like, uh, you know, in the Madonna video where the light goes on and uh, guys get in there and they, uh, uh, do you guys know what goes on in these things?
3: Not firsthand. I
1: heard something about water
3: down the window. Is uh, that true?
1: It, there is, uh, it's like a cleanup, booth six, uh, there, there's a guy with a mop and uh, they go around taking care of business. I mean, there are guys in there uh, taking care of themselves. Drew, do you, no. do you find that um, foreign? Yeah. Okay. And I uh, we were saying that this is very this is a very normal thing for this place but uh we're we're trying to uh picture ourselves explaining this to a woman and how uh repulsed uh, they would be.
2: Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a woman a woman could not conceive of something this this women bizarre. could
1: not conceive of guys uh 6 7 at a time going into a sort of uh hexagonal shaped booze around uh, one expanse in the middle where a woman danced around naked and they all stood there and masturbated. <laughs> and then a guy with a mop came in afterward.
4: Were there partitions or anything between you?
1: Yeah. They have, uh, you know, it's like... they so uh, are not
4: side by side.
1: No, no, no. You're not, you know, it's, hey, hey, yeah, it's not, <laughs> no, it's not like, hey, <laughs> past the paper towels, right? And, <laughs> no, uh, and the cheaper ones don't have partitions but they have slickers like a Gallagher concert. <laughs> okay. No, you're, you're not elbow to elbow with the guy, but the point is, is uh, there's a guy waiting outside uh, by the door, uh, ready to come in. And uh, these guys are just going all over the place. It's, uh, I've never been in one of those. Uh, I was, uh, always in the, uh, busty section of the video, uh, b- part while there, my friends were off in that one. Joseph 21.
10: Hey guys, you guys are great. Um, but I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I was diagnosed with, I guess, Hepatitis C a few years back ago, mm-hmm. and um, now I know it can be transmitted through sex. Right. Okay. Well, my question basically comes out is, you know, at some point, if, you know, I want to have kids or something, you know, I guess unprotected sex is necessary for that.
2: Right. So I mean, uh, it's not likely that you're going to transmit it in a few encounters. It's a rather difficult virus to contract, and there is even debate about whether it is sexually transmitted. I, I'm certainly the school that believes that it is. Um, what I don't know, I'm not clear on the what's called the vertical transmission, whether or not the mother gives it to the child. Is I it uh, pass so. through the semen? I don't. Uh, it can be. It's like just like HIV. Just like HIV, like so
1: he he couldn't uh like do a sperm um you know clean plant no, uh, type no, of thing. No. Is there some sort of a sperm sieve no, or something? No, 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 no. no filtration. But, but I no. don't
2: think there's a vertical transmission of hepatitis C the way there is of hepatitis B. Well, what's uh, a, vertical meaning? meaning a, mother to child, right? Okay. So I, I again you have to check that out. I'll tell you one thing: you do need to do though is see a hepatologist. Because if, in fact, you have chronic hepatitis C, which is a common outcome of getting uh, infected with this virus, there are now rather effective treatments out there. There's a combination of an antiviral pill with interferon that has shown pretty decent uh, outcome in terms of suppressing this, this infection. If you don't do it, you can get cirrhosis right. and well, even liver cancer.
10: Well, I haven't had any, um, with the exception, I was real young when, I guess, this had occurred, and originally I believe they thought it was hepatitis B. How would you get it? Uh, Through blood transfusion. Transfusion, yeah. But um, I haven't had any episodes since then. Just a few years ago, when I was in the military,
17: they did physicals and...
2: If you have chronic C, it will progress, and it's likely to progress to cirrhosis, and it may progress to liver cancer. There's different different sort of intensities of hepatitis C, but if you have chronic hepatitis C, which it sounds like you you do, in this day and age, it should be treated. All right, let me uh,
1: let me now uh, explain the beauty of Loveline. Uh, a minute and a half ago, I was talking about whacking off in a booth. Uh, we've now then uh, transitioned uh, quite smoothly into hepatitis uh, C and uh, liver dysfunction. What other show? I ask you, where is there another show uh, where you go from uh, guys pleasuring themselves in the round uh, to uh, cirrhosis in uh, a literal heartbeat? Where? Where on the radio do you find this? Can't. Thank you, Drew. (laughs) Thank God he stepped up to the plate there. Can you believe we get paid the same amount? (laughs) Don't you think I should get substantially more than uh, Drew?
4: You do a lot more talking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: All right, all right. Uh, We are going to sift through that comment uh, during the break, and we'll be back with more Toad the Wet Sprocket.
11: Hey, I'm two-time survivor Rob Sesternino and host of Rob Has a Podcast right here on Podcast One. I'm breaking down what just happened on reality TV competitions like Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, and more. We're talking with all your favorite players and interviewing the new contestants after they get eliminated about just how badly they screwed everything up. So come on over and talk about reality TV with me on Rob Has a Podcast in the TV and film section here on Podcast One anytime. Or at least until they vote me out.
17: Hi, this is Tony Bennett and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
1: Yes, you is. And Randy and Glenn from Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, Toad has themselves a CD out. It is called uh, Coil. We've already heard uh, Come Down Off It. And we're now going to hear another little ditty off of Coil. And this one is called Whatever I Fear. Andy Gus and uh, Glenn Phillips from Toad the Wet Sprocket who are in here tonight. Whatever I fear, off of coil. Uh, Sounding, um... It's really, uh, you guys should, uh... It's it's like a douche commercial, uh, this Toad. Very crisp, uh, very clear, very fresh, uh, the music. Very clean sounding. But do we have... What about the soft lens? (laughs) Yeah, and the part where your mom talks to you about her music. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when I was your age... (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Dr. Drew is uh, here. He's uh, eating. He's reclining. Uh, you know it's 1130. All right, <laughs> Drew, what do you have in front of you there? Anything? Those long
2: facts about uh, how much the show has helped uh, Jessica Flores. All right,
1: well, let's explain uh, what went on. Uh, what was it, a week? Was it last week when uh, Drew was devastated by a call that we got? Right. Uh, the show's been on in uh, Los Angeles some 14 years. Uh, I have uh, was a fan of the show and always listened to the show uh, growing up. Uh, I guess uh, I started listening, jeez, I must have been uh, 18, 19. And uh, Drew's always been on the show, and we had a caller uh, call in who was, what, 27, 28? Right. Said, uh, wanted to start off by saying, uh, grew up in L.A., have been listening to Drew and Loveline and its many different carnations her incarnations, for 14 years, and uh, that Drew has uh, helped her and molded her life tremendously. Uh, she was 13 when she began. She's now 27. Uh, went on to be uh, one of the nuttiest broads I've ever talked to in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> Drew uh, had uh, had a puss on and was in a funk from that moment on. He was devastated because, uh, whereas I'm here to uh, meet the bands and cash the paychecks, Drew is here to help people. <laughs> It's just funny every time I said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he really he, he really wants to make a difference and you, and you understand uh, that when you get a call like that, that they've been listening since, uh, the, you know, the night the show debuted, and uh, still one of the most effed up people you're ever going to want to talk to, Drew, uh, had uh, really was, uh, you couldn't console him, could you, Drew? No, it was,
2: that was disturbing. Ever, but I appreciate the people Ever who,
1: since then, people have been calling yeah. in saying, you've made a marginal difference right. in my life. And uh,
2: Drew's felt much
1: better. Here's Haven't my you, favorite Drew?
2: part of this one, is uh, now before I do anything stupid, I automatically think, quote, what would Adam and Drew say if I called up and said I wanted to do this, unquote? Quote, and it helps me think twice. Oh, that is a wonderful sentiment. All right. Uh, I Made had it. someone... A bunch fact of said. facts is about where did you guys get your name of your band? I'm sure you must get that all the time.
4: Yeah. Monty Python. And We right. were young. We didn't know any better. How old were you when you uh, named the band? Glenn was 14, and the rest of us in the band were 18. It was an 18-year-old that did it. We, well, it we regret it every day small. of our lives. Every uh, day.
1: But it's based on a Monty Pys- Python sketch. Actually...
4: Yeah, it is. It, it no, is? It, it, oh, it isn't. You're <laughs> <He was laughs> done going to tell us. the joke, but
1: that's okay. All right. But uh, they could have been the, the knights that say me, so...
4: Uh... Now, that would have been cool.
1: True. <laughs> or Holy name.
3: There's a band out now called Holy Hangrenate. Oh, there is? A much better band name.
4: By yeah. the way, i am keeping track. You talked about a fan who turned out to be kind of messed up. We got one call, a guy that said uh, that uh, he really liked the band, and he had no problems. Adam, um, several people have called and said they really like you. One lactates, one ejaculates prematurely and one is sexually insatiable i'm going to keep this tab running until uh, at the end of the show but so and far are drew fans that's right oh drew fans well everyone's a Drew I fan. i was
1: wondering what you're uh, <laughs> what you're uh, doodling uh, down there randy keeping score all right all right this is uh it's fascinating uh haley um hi hey you're 14
4: yeah
8: um i just wanted to tell toad that you guys are absolutely fabulous Thank you. And my dad and I, actually, are really into you guys. And it's been, like, years now. And we have all your CDs. And we just love this new one. It's, like, pretty heavy stuff.
2: That's kind of cool. And
1: it's nice that
2: uh, there's a band
1: that your parents uh, don't, you know, bang. Turn that crap down. I just hope your problem
3: isn't with your parents.
8: Well, well, (laughs) my dad's a pretty cool guy. But it's just, like, it's just amazing. You guys are fabulous. And I want to tell you that, you know, you said, like, that there's, like, these... All these people that are like older that like you guys. Yeah, I absolutely love you. So,
4: and I'm sorry. How old are you? I'm 14. Oh, oh wow. thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. and um,
8: fun. Adam and Drew, you guys are you guys kick ass. So, um,
1: thank you. We have no problem with the young folks. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. They the enjoy point. my comedic sensibilities.
8: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, see you guys and keep producing brilliance. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, bye. That's bye. it. Oh,
4: oh geez. Oh, see, that, oh. that that's very nice, but it throws out the whole curve because. I was going to summarize at the end of the show that everyone that likes you is kind of messed up, and everyone that likes us has no problems whatsoever. It's working.
1: I, I think that played right into your evil hand, yeah. Man there, yeah. Didn't but it? they
4: said they liked you too. No, that was really for you. No, that was for that you. Was guys. Just, that was just uh, okay. That's good. Helps my tally. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, and you can you can go ahead and sort of um, custom custom <laughs> do this whatever way you want it to turn out. But uh, I. The people that like me are a little nuts. Uh, Drew, I mean this is uh, this is not news by the way. Okay. I've been doing this show for a while. Uh Nate nineteen. How you doing? Good.
17: Oh man. <clears throat> well I've had some problems. Yeah. <laughs> my uh I came home from work today. I got off early and uh my uh wife was in the shower with
2: her best friend. Mm hmm. Best friends again
17: yeah and
2: uh a best friend
17: best friend is huh? a
2: best friend a woman
17: yeah
1: hmm
17: I don't know what to do
1: oh so where they were they were getting it on
17: uh well, they were just holding each other in there,
2: but what did you do um
17: well i uh raised my hand, but then I left.
2: Raise your hand to hit somebody
17: yeah uh who are you gonna hit? Uh, probably my wife. <laughs> I was pretty pissed.
2: Right. How did she react?
17: Oh, man, she didn't do very well at all. She just said, I'm sorry, and I just said, you know, to hell with you, and I left.
2: And that's the last you saw of her?
17: And I haven't talked to her
2: since. How your relationship been otherwise?
17: Um, rocky, but it's been there. In what way, Rocky? Uh, Just money problems and... You know usual problem
2: have you ever struck her before?
17: no, never
1: okay you're nineteen, yeah, how old is she
17: eighteen,
1: and uh, when did you guys get married?
17: We got married in uh, november
2: ninety five I really didn't see his age. I could have sworn I was talking like a thirty eight year old
1: yeah uh, uh, it really it really uh, seemed that way. It was like uh Jan Michael Vincent or right. something was right. on the other line right uh, an older guy, uh, Nate. Yeah. So you left the house. Yeah. And you've not been back. No. And you, you've you've not uh, you've not you've not contacted her.
2: No. I didn't hear the answer to the question. Did you ask why they got married? No, but uh, all right. Why'd you get married?
17: Well, because uh, we have children.
2: Ah. Okay. Well, now now you got to work on that relationship. How many kids you have? Three. All right. That means he's got three kids. Well, please, he said, please, uh, he's uh, up for your program. You had three at once. Uh, okay. They might not, a not a they 19. Not a 19. They might be triplets. and, and 19, I, I, I wouldn't have survived. I would not have survived. And, and listen, uh, here's my take. Uh, as long as you don't
1: uh, burden uh, the state or your neighbors, uh, have as many kids as you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, we just wear uh, out the mattresses fast. Uh, what do you do for a living, Nate? I'm a disc jockey. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Uh, for an uh, R&B station? No, I'm no. a disc
17: jockey for a country music
1: station. Oh, well, country, oh, country. Yes. Hey, guys, it's a country station. How's that going?
17: Well, uh, every now and then it goes all right. Some pretty girls call me every now and then. and mm-hmm. And I talk with them, but I have to let them go, of course. I try to get home.
1: Uh-huh.
17: Yeah. But I don't go home and take showers with my best friend.
1: Well, let me ask you well, something, Nate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to size you up physically now. Okay. You got the uh, two-stage uh, hairdo, the Billy Ray Cyrus mullet uh, cut? No,
17: that's a faggot cut. Oh, it is? Yes.
1: Good. I mean, yes. You just have uh, the one hairdo, right? That's right. All right. And uh, big belt buckle and everything? No. No. All right. You're a big man? No. No?
17: It's I'm real. about 5'11 and a half. Uh-huh. And about 160
1: pounds. All right, Drew. Uh, Drew wrote "fat guy" on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going off of that. All right. How uh, does that say, Dick? Oh no, it says okay. Hick. I'm sorry. Uh, Nate, you got three kids. You yeah. gotta patch things up uh, with the old lady.
17: Yeah.
1: Am I right? Yeah. And you are. Uh, would you? Uh, would you like to be in the running for the uh, Adam Carolla sponsored vasectomy? No. No. You're, you are a prime candidate.
4: You don't get to choose that, I
1: don't think. <laughs> yes.
17: My wife had to have a hysterectomy because her uterus wouldn't contract.
1: Or, or
2: because it was just in, because in you're bleeding? a
1: constant state of dilation uh, because was, of the children? She was, she was
2: bleeding after her last delivery?
1: Well, yeah, because uh, we had twins Mm-mm.
17: and it stretched her uterus too far oh, right. to recover.
2: Nate, please, on behalf of your children, figure out a way to make this environment more healthy. You're 19. Well, all right. Life. Well, there's problems in the relationship, and this is a symptom of the problems that she needed to run off with somebody else. And uh, <laughs> you need to you need to work on this. She didn't relationship. get farther in the bathroom. But yeah, but you need to find out what's farthest, going on huh? here and be more realistic about this relationship and uh, dig in a little further with with your family and on behalf of your kids. Try to commit yourself. Uh, at 19, that's got to be so hard oh. to do this work. I mean, geez. oh,
1: not only that, but you got to play country music. Oh. Country and western. And western. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, please, uh, uh, okay. reconcile uh, with, with with the missus. Please, um, for the I sake will. of the children. Okay? <laughs> I love my children. Right. You love your children. Uh, love your wife, and uh, that, that is a form of loving your children. You understand? Don't get drunk. Uh, don't hit anybody. Um, you know what I mean?
17: Work yeah. I wasn't drunk when I came home. Good. That's I good. I got off work.
1: <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, talk to your wife, okay. please. And call us back and tell us what happened. Okay. All right. Uh, I bet he has five kids when he calls back. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with Toad the Wet Sprocket.
7: On the
2: but not. Uh, hang on. Hang on. What? Mike's got something for you. No, what? What? No? Oh, I thought he was going to play the uh, Corolla boogie.
1: Hey, do you have the little Corolla montage there? No, Ann made me erase it. Oh, you're kidding.
2: Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, he's kidding. Does he have it?
2: I don't know. No. Seth, no.
1: Drew, every instinct you have is wrong when it comes Correct. to radio. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> d- and direction,
2: that's the other thing. And direction. I, c- I couldn't find my way out of anything.
1: Uh, no direction, no instinct. Correct. And, uh, and yet you get paid the same. Can you believe that? And, uh, you know, when we uh, first started uh, doing the TV show, uh, Drew, though, I'll tell you something about Drew. Drew has... Um, Absolutely no feel for uh radio, life, television, or anything like that, but he is well aware of it, and he says to those around him, uh, "I welcome your input, I crave your input, please tell me what you 'd like. He is the most secure guy in the in the world I mean most people and you guys are uh, artists you 're in a band you don't you don 't say to the uh, the uh, record vermin. Uh, the guys, the suits, uh, uh, what do you guys want uh, out of us this time? No, you're artists. You you do your thing, and uh, they can be damned. Uh, you understand you got to sell some product and all that, but uh, first and foremost, uh, you started the band to make your music. That's right. Drew, it's not that way.
2: No, let me defend myself. Look, I'm, I'm a professional. I do, I practice medicine. These, these are radio or TV professionals. They direct me. I'll, I'll follow the direction. Right. So he's uh, here
4: to help people.
3: As yeah, I'll said, do my job. Do I just, I
2: is. just do it in their environment. They need to tell me how to do it. He'll
4: work, he'll work for free as long as he can help people.
2: He did this show for free for, for a uh, decade.
4: Did you really?
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah.
4: I was making a joke. Eight years, eight
1: years. <laughs> it's kind of a joke now. But, <laughs> uh, but the point is, is the first uh, day we uh, did the uh, TV show, uh, Drew and I were sitting on our uh, little leopard skin perches up there, and the producers both came up, and they were uh, crapping bricks because uh, here's Drew, who uh, doesn't know which end of the camera is the working in, <laughs> And uh, there's me, the guy uh, who is basically, uh, here's what qualifies me to be on TV. Uh, I, I taught boxing and clean carpets uh, <laughs> before this gig. Uh, so they're both panicking, and they they come up, and uh, Drew, uh, what what do you say to him, Drew?
2: I don't remember. I just remember you leaning over to me and going, for Christ's sake, you've been doing this for 14 years. For God's sake, you're like, like a wood figure up here. What's the matter with you? I, I, I yelled at Drew to get it together, but uh, Drew,
1: that was during the break. But... <laughs>
2: I remember this part.
1: I have my great tough love policy, like the time Drew was having uh, heart palpitations and, and, and the verge of a nervous breakdown. Drew had, uh, Drew had been burning the candles at both ends for too long. He has a full-time practice. Uh, he's got the triplets. Um, uh, he's got the wife, uh, which is uh, really like having another set of triplets. He, uh, he's got the TV show. He's got the radio show. And we're going on our fourth TV show in one day. And uh, Drew was really uh, coming apart at the seam. Uh, for the first time ever, I saw him sort of break and Drew breaking is uh not a major collision but it's more of a fender bender but drew's like got up and said i need to walk into my dressing room
2: and chill for just a minute <laughs> for just a moment what i say to you so Drew? which uh, my my friend and colleague adam Clow walks in and goes i can't even use the expletives you even put at me but it was if i have to be here five more minutes longer than we absolutely have to i'm gonna kill you
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it worked didn't it Drew? No, you dragged me about that there. I Next felt time someone has
1: a nervous breakdown just yell at them. Uh, but uh, so back to the original story. So the producers are standing in front of us and Drew says to them Uh, Listen, uh, we've never done TV before. Uh, We're totally new at this, and we crave your input. We want your direction. We welcome your direction. We work better when people give us feedback, in which case uh, I pipe up and say, uh, I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, I'm a genius and would appreciate both you guys getting out of my uh, camera line right now. But it ended up working out anyway. But Drew is that way, not an insecure bone in his body. He knows what he's good at, he knows what he's bad at, and he's ready to take direction. That's right. All right? Now, get me a cup of coffee. <laughs> Valerie, 14, on with Toad the Wet Sprocket.
7: Yeah, I have a question. Oh, well, first I'm I start off by telling you that I masturbated to your show before. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I love your show. Well, makes... but anyways, I'm 14, and I um, kind of got a problem. And I, don't, I feel funny when I have sex with 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. I just, I don't know, I, I feel weird, and, um, I just have to have sex with 18, year olds uh, 18, um,
2: 19-year-olds, and... It's there. not even bother betting. Go- uh, we, Hell,
1: This is feeling bogus to me, right? Really. No, mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. You don't want to gamble?
2: No, it's okay. too obvious. All
1: right.
7: You should, because
2: they're... Yeah, they I mean, you, to you, to you be were be sexually abused not. by an older man when you were younger, right? No. Come on. Um, well,
7: because my sister is older than me, and... My cousin is the same age as my sister. My cousin Jesse. Um, I walked when I was little. I walked in on them and they were having sex.
2: And how old were you when that
7: happened? I was twelve.
2: A- a- nothing before that for you? Um, no. Did well, you? St-
7: well, kind of, because my grandpa would, and he was seventy. Right. My great-grandpa right. was seventy. He would just
2: touch me. All right. Okay. So this has been happening uh-huh. for a long time. That is a
1: uh, when great-grandpa cops a feel. That is. Sexual um, abuse. Sexual abuse by an older
2: person. Is yes, it? Is it yes, not? Yes. Didn't we just ask you that, Valerie? Yeah.
7: Sorry, I'm just kind of
2: nervous. Okay. Um. And so this has been going on for a long time, and I bet I bet you got sexually active at a very young age.
7: Well, uh, yeah, I think I would say so too.
2: Eleven. Uh, yeah. Eleven.
7: Yeah.
2: And how old was that person? Seventeen. Okay, uh-huh. that that's sexual abuse too. Uh, if an older person uh, under the. Uh. age adult- uh, is is it having sex with somebody yeah. under at the age of 12, uh, that, that is uh, really really overt sexual abuse. All right, Drew, uh, it's time to uh, dig the bunker in the backyard
1: so your kids can have an environment to be raised in. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder I, if that
2: set of biodome bio is still around.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys live in Santa Barbara. You're cool. Everyone's nice there. Just but, the uh,
4: bite the grandparents I can't yeah.
1: believe your great-grandfather uh,
2: molested you. I know it's kind of sad. You know, sometimes very old people develop an organic brain syndrome where they lose their well, ability to to uh, well, contain would, impulses like that.
7: Well, he would because I remember um, <laughs> when I was little, I would just be sitting there watching TV cartoons, and he would just he would run out in the living room like completely naked, sit right by me, and then he would masturbate. So I just, so I Valerie,
2: Valerie. I mean, this is terrible. Oh that um, I, uh, I mean it's a, there's there's a sort of
1: it, it has a little comedy in in with that it's very tragic but uh picturing i'm picturing the guy who played uh, the grandpa and the waltons running in naked and uh but maybe
2: he had this brain problem true okay possible but usually that's more of a sort of a come sit in my lap groping kind of thing and, uh, wait a minute hold on a second uh, this w- guy who grandpa who yeah but runs he, he, he into he's premeditated house. to be able to think i there's a child out there. i got to go out there and masturbate over her that, that's not it's usually much more impulsive less insightful kind of running into the room naked and masturbating that, next to your grandchild it, is it not sounds impulsive a little, that's a little more willful to me anyway look it's overt abuse valerie has been through a lot no And the value, this is the way you experience yourself. This is the way you've been used to experiencing your sexuality. This is the way you think people who care about you relate to you. And it doesn't feel as good to be with your peers. It feels better to be with the older people, even though all you're actually doing is reenacting the abuse every time you're with an older person. All right, let me talk to Valerie. There's nothing wrong with being an older person except that there's something wrong with an older person that would be with you, and it is necessarily the case that they would be abusive. All right, I'm I'm, uh, 33,
1: never been sexually abused, and I'm confused uh, by that last statement. Go ahead. All right, Valerie, listen to me. All right. Here's the bottom line. Any impulse you have uh, sexually mm-hmm. is wrong. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Your compass is uh, spinning around like uh, 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 Mr. Turtle when he would uh, go into time travel. A Tudor Turtle. A Tudor Turtle. Mm-hmm. Drew with a bizarre piece of uh, specific information. Uh, everything is wrong. Do you understand? Because you grew up in such a horrible, dysfunctional, painful environment uh, that uh, all you are left to do now as a 14-year-old is act out. You understand that, right? Yeah. You listen to the show. You understand who calls in, right? Yeah, i
7: heard some of All that.
1: right, so here's your job, Valerie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot stop the thoughts. You cannot stop the images. It's hard to stop the impulses, but you can't act on them right now. Uh, there's there's no way we're going to stop the thoughts from coming in your head, but what you need to do is not act on it. it it's like you have to treat your life as if you were uh, high on mushrooms and you thought, uh, you know, you were looking over the edge of the building and it looked like a big sea of jello for you to jump into, but you have to realize you're high and it's just concrete down there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. You have to approach your life that way. You have to get into counseling. You have to work this well, stuff out, or you have to stay in counseling. Uh, when Grandpa uh, runs in the room naked, masturbates next to you. I, I listen. I was in counseling for five years, and uh, my Grandpa just made bad goulash. I've
2: been counseling for about four years. All right, but okay. the point is, do not refrain from relationships mm-hmm. for many several more years. I don't have like relationships. Well, no, no, refrain, refrain from, from inter- inter- interaction. Okay. Yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna add to problems rather than rather than. And cause solution. Time solution.
1: out for Valerie. Yeah, big. That's time all time right. Out. And here's your here's your challenge. And this is a oh, goddamn God <laughs> <bitch.
7: laughs>
1: son of a bitch. Right when I'm right in the middle of one of my uh, b- brilliant uh, soliloquies, uh, the chair f- comes out from under me. I, and this is the challenge of a lot of people. Uh, don't get yourself uh, uh, HIV positive. Right. Uh, don't get hepatitis. Uh, don't kill yourself. Don't have five kids. Don't destroy some other lives or your lives uh, in, in the in the few short years uh, between, let's say, 14 and 20 when you're trying to get sane. Just lay low, do your counseling, get your head screwed on straight, and don't dig yourself a ditch you can't get out of at this age. This is the problem. Yep. Am I right, Drew? You're right. Am I right, Toad?
15: Yeah, I'm impressed.
1: Certainly. Thank you.
15: Here's Loveline before deworming. <laughs> Hi, Barker,
1: and you're listening to Love Line with Adam
9: Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla.
11: Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla.
1: Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes. It uh, was uh, Donna Dierico at the beginning of that. Oh, she wasn't. Well, let the guys from Toad hear uh, Donna Diekerco real fast. Uh, okay. Oh, we don't have. To. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but tomorrow night, uh, can you guys come back to hear the uh, Donna dierico liner? Anniversary, fourth
3: anniversary. Can't come I'll
4: back. be here, I'll be here.
3: All, all right. I'll, I'll be here. <laughs>
1: all right, Randy will be here. All right, uh, Randy Glenn from uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks
3: a lot for thank having you. us.
1: It was uh, our pleasure. Toad the Wet Sprocket, Coil is the name of the uh, latest CD. Please, if you know anything about music at all, go out and get it. All right, uh, so Tom Arnold tomorrow night. And until then, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying
11: mahalo. This, is, this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.
2: When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the TrueCar mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes. And third, third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available
11: in all states. With TrueCar, you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the TrueCar mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today.
2: That's TrueCar.com.